Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025. The game is a Titans Monday. Titans victorious over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-23, in which was a hair-puller outer yesterday, but the Titans found a way to beat the Bucs. I guess you don't have a problem with those kind of games, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. The hair puller outers? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm done with that. With hair? <laughs> Being a, yeah. Been in the league long enough, I've pulled it all out. Well, you have yeah, me now. Just look at your head. You ain't got any hair to pull to out. Pull. So That's it's right. a tough spot to be in. But the Titans find a way to win in spite of, not because of, their head football coach and his unbelievably bad decision to run the fake field goal and almost even more criminal the horrific officiating yesterday that is all they can talk about right now is how bad that officiating was. Uh, I heard somebody bring up today that if it were the New England Patriots or the Green Bay Packers and not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that this would be the number one story of the day is the fact that the uh, the refs blew the play dead on the fumble and that Tampa Bay should have taken it in for a touchdown. Arians was upset about it yesterday and again today. But somehow, someway, the Titans ended up not getting burned by that. But Mike Vrabel had a, had a, yesterday was asked about the fake punt, and I thought they did a good job asking Mike Vrabel about the fake punt yesterday after, or excuse me, the fake field goal. The fake field goal, and about, like, I could, because I think a lot of people, and Mike probably doesn't understand this, I think 95% of the people watching that game yesterday saw that play and thought, what are you doing? including, now this is my opinion and it's nobody else's, noted. Sure. Including Floyd, I think, was sitting on his couch yesterday thinking, what are you doing, Vrabel? And so Vrabel was asked a lot about that decision yesterday after the game and again today, but yesterday after the game, Vrabel not at all, uh, not at all, giving it a second thought after the game yesterday. In fact, you people need to leave me alone. I feel like you've given yourself a debatable fourth down situation virtually every every week. Well, everything's debatable. You know what I mean? You guys ask the questions. Everything's debatable. You know, I'm, I'm trying to coach the game uh, to win. And when we don't make it, it becomes debatable. And when we do, I never hear questions about it. That's not true. Uh, well, no, fairly true. Like, but on that that's point. okay. So John Glennon's like, that's not true. So I went back and dug it up. I went back and dug up Vrabel's controversial decisions. And I even was being kind to Vrabel. Now, this is in your opinion. Yes. Okay. And, and I believe this was even being kind to Vrabel in giving him some of these controversial decisions that went his way that people don't think about. But last year. No, no. We don't care about last year. Give me this year. Well, he was 3-3 three and three on controversial decisions last year. Well, I don't care. Okay, this year, against Indianapolis, he did not go for it on fourth down, instead trying to draw Indianapolis offsides. Burns clock, calls a timeout, and then has to punt to Indianapolis. People were very upset about that. I wasn't. <laughs> okay. I wasn't, but people were, were mildly upset about that. I mean, today he was asked about, you know, essentially, you know, why, why hard count him? Trying to get him to jump off sides and then call timeout. I'm thinking that is like the most football thing in the world to do, is to get up to the line and try to try to get a f- jump on a false start. Now the Titans' problem is they don't ever take advantage of the other team jumping off sides, or in the case of Shaq Barrett yesterday, the refs just don't call it. 
Did you see that one one that one play where Shaq Barrett was ahead like a second or two seconds, jumped the line of scrimmage, they didn't call it? Yeah, but I, I think that generally speaking, I thought Tannehill did a good job with the hard count after that. Oh, yeah. Because he was obviously getting off on the count. But so, again, I have no problem with that. Fourth and six against Jacksonville. Titans were trailing in the game. Vrabel goes for it, does not get it for Calais Campbell, goes right past Jamil Douglas and Sachs Mariota on fourth and six, and they didn't get it. Bad decision. Yes. I don't think that's – I had no problem with that. Well, you don't have a problem with any of this. No, I got a problem with some things. Atlanta, field goal, up by 14 in the fourth quarter, decides not to take the field goal, goes for it on fourth down, doesn't get it to go up three scores. And, and I would have kicked her. I mean, I would have kicked there too. And Vrabel even admitted on that one, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, the he day after he said wrong. that one, that was good. No, uh, Buffalo brings out – Cairo Santos, who was 0 for 3 on the day to attempt a 53-yard field goal while trailing by 7 late in the fourth quarter. Uh, let me ask you a question. What would have happened yesterday if they would have ran the kicker out there and he missed it? Vrabel would get no criticism. That's <laughs> not the question. What does it do to the game? What would you? What were your thoughts be? Then you would be in the exact same spot you were when you failed to get the first down on the Brett Kern running it. Would you not be? I'm asking you. Well, I mean, if he misses the kick. You got all the answers. If he misses the kick, it's 24-20, and they get the ball right there where he kicked it. So maybe Tampa gains like four extra yards. No, eight. Kern didn't run eight yards. The ball was at the 28. If you try a field goal, it moves back at least eight yards. Seven. Eight. (laughs) You act like you've ever coached. Eight yards. Count them. Next time you watch a game, just count them up. It's right after seven. Next one's eight. And it's eight yards. So you're giving the ball to One them. yard. Where, where was yard. the 47 or something? So you Three yards. Do that? So, okay. So, I mean, it would have been a handful of yards. But not that's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> the likelihood, Parky was three of three on the day. <laughs> If, if if he runs Parky out there... Parky was 3-3 three of three when he double-doinked it. 3-3 three of three in the playoff game when he double-doinked it. Is that true? Yes. Well, that was to win Check. the game. I don't care. This was just no, for Senator you, No, you're making excuses now. If you're not going to run that guy out year, there... All of your stuff is just not, according no, to Jared. If you're not going to run Parky out there because in his past he's double-doinked it, he shouldn't even be on the roster. No, I, didn't say, I didn't say they did that That's the argument you're presenting. My, that's the argument I'm presenting to you. You think it's going to be automatic or whatever it is. What if... <laughs> now, for me, it's not. It's a bad argument for you. This is the man who today won't be willing to discuss what if the refs didn't blow the call. Well, all that matters is that they did blow the whistle. And I'm sitting here, you're now trying to argue, well, what if Parkey had gone out there and missed it? Well, if he went out there and missed it, then they would have cut him today and they would have signed some other schlub to come in and kick until suck-up's ready to come back. But guess what? Parky was 3-3. of I'm willing to take my chances with Parky trying to kick a ball through the uprights before I am Brett Kern trying to run for the sticks to get me a first down. Well, I'm not ready to do either one of those, to be honest. (laughs) Okay, so if the game's on the line next week at Carolina and it's... And and the clock is run out, and you spike it Suck with three seconds. We don't know that yet. 
with three oh, seconds, you spike it, and it's a 47-yarder to win, and you're down by one. You're not going to bring Parkey out there because Parkey's double-doinked kicks in his life? No, I'm not. Because Suckup's going to be back. We don't know that. And Suckup will run out there and put it through the uprights. We don't know that. I'm confident. They brought Suckup back for that last preseason game, and they joked on the preseason broadcast. How does it feel? How does it feel to uh, to feel good about your kicker, John Robinson? Oh yeah, it's a good spot to be in. Oh yeah, how's it feel, John Robinson? So anywho, again, the Buffalo game just so stupid. Uh, the Charger game. This to me may be the most egregious because of what he didn't have to lose. And that was the not challenging the spot on the Tannehill oh, sneak. Geez. But I don't even want to get yeah, you started yeah, on that. No. So, yeah. I mean, now you're getting idiotic. You're making crap up now. Everybody saw it. Oh, and then you're... finally, the fake field goal against Tampa. So this year, on all the controversial decisions, he's 0 for 6. And he's like, well, I, I don't ever get asked about him when they work. Yes, you do. Last year when you played Houston, you ran a fake punt. You get asked about it. You ran a fake punt. It was a beautiful fake punt. It was a touchdown to Dan Crookshank, and everyone thought, what a great decision by Mike Vrabel. And it made sense. It made sense to all of us because they had no shot to beat Houston in that game if they didn't pull something out of their rear end. You didn't need to pull something out of your rear end to beat Tampa Bay. You just needed to play football. And, uh, you know, against Philadelphia, he got tons of questions about why the fourth and two, why not bring out suck up to tie the game, all of those things. So I, I just think that Vrabel, this is the most dangerous aspect of his inability to coach at the end of a game. And that is that Vrabel is convinced that he is right, that the decision is right, and it just didn't work. And so people are upset only because it didn't work and not because it was flat out stupid. And that's dangerous because that's going to lead him to make more decisions like this at the end of games. Okay. There's no way you would live this with this man as your head coach if you were the GM and not go down there and say, Mike, like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? No way. I would have no problem. I cannot believe that. Absolutely no problem. For the man that had Jeff Fisher and we had a head coach, I had a head coach go into a game and onside kick an entire game. Yeah, but y'all were out of it at that point. Well, I don't care. Doesn't make it right. It's a meaningless it game right. against Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. You know what? You all these things you got excuses or reasons for. It doesn't. You've got to see it, and that's what happened. And believe it. I mean, it's not. You can try to call it and color it any way you want, but it's not what happened. I mean, why, you know, so you go in there, you onside kick. Guess what? We talked about it. He said, this is what I want to do. I said, okay, go for it. Yes. So In a game where you were eliminated already or whatever, and uh, that's different. That's different than with your season on the line running Brett Kern for the sticks. So let's take your phone, 615 Your thought on Vrabel's decision-making. And are you okay with Vrabel's try to win the game? Or does he need to bring it down a notch? We'll discuss. 615-737-1025. Jared in the GM. We're live from the wholesaling studio powered by RumbleOn.com. It's Titans Monday on ESPN 1025, the game. 46-yard try, and it's a fake. The fake and burn. It's not going to get there. They're not going to advance it. This is down at 
the 27-yard line, Devin White with the hit on the punter, Brett Kern, who threw an 11-yard pass on a fake punt last week. Today tries to run it. Not the same result. Well, we want to go win the football game. We want to go right there and, and understand that, uh, you know, we, we practice and we study and we, we get, get looks and we feel very confident on the look that we're going to get. And again, just, you know, they made a play. We didn't just like we made a play at the end of the game when it was fourth and one. Vrabel say, hey, we want to go win the game. And Floyd has said anytime Mike Vrabel, it feels like, hey, Three yards and we win the game. Two yards and we win the game. Two-point conversion and we win the game. Mike Vrabel is going to go try to win the game. Perfect example of that was London last year. They got the touchdown. He brought out the two-point conversion team because he wanted to win the game. Perfect example of that was last week, going for it on fourth down because he wanted to win the game. Floyd... What's, where's the line between being aggressive and wanting to go out there and win the game and being stupid? Mm, I hope nowhere. I mean, I, I want my coach to try to win the games. I mean, you did. we just got a quarterback that is uh, being sacked because why? Is he, what's he complaining about? My coaches aren't trying to win. My coaches are just trying to survive. Talk about Flacco. Yeah. So, I mean, just depends on where you are. Some people are just never happy, you know. Well, uh, but again, what's the line between that and the, the line of trying to being win? There, recklessly it, stupid? There is no difference. Trying, if you're trying to win and you have a legitimate chance to win, I want you to try to win. And that's why, you know, that field goal, whatever, I don't even want to get into that anymore. But. All of that, I have absolutely no problem with it because he is. What's he doing? He's trying to win the game. You can't get it all in one play. You can't score ten points in one play. So you got to chew off a little bit now, and then you come back. Hopefully, get the ball, march down, and and score. That's the way it works. If you're trying to win the game, now if you could, you could just go out there and kick, you know, field goals, and you know, I mean, which is what the Titans up, did when you were general manager and won a lot of games. They have all games. All these games are different. Every game is different. Every half is different. I mean, you you look at things and you want to try to spread it evenly across the board, and that is not the way it works. But trying to explain that to people is impossible. So guys just don't explain it. But that's why it gets frustrating when you start talking to people and they they don't understand what goes on. And they don't understand what you're looking at. And like I said, you can't explain it. Why do you think quarterbacks take 15 years to get good? I mean, they're trying. And they know, you know, a fourth of what the coaches know. I mean, they just don't. It's just a hard business. Hard way to make a living. And so, you know, I mean, it's hard in high school football. It's hard. College, absolutely tough. You know, and pros are even that much harder. I have no sympathy so, for how hard it is to make a decision on whether or not to kick a field goal. I know. You get paid a lot of money in order to make those kind of decisions. I know. And to me, there is, like, to me, there's a line between stupid and between I, I know. trying to go for it. I know. And that's why, like, the decision to go for it last week against the Chargers, I did not have a problem with that decision of trying to go for it 
to win the game against against the Chargers. I wouldn't have done it, but I didn't have a problem with the decision in and of itself. Now, I'd have a problem with the fact that Vrabel didn't challenge Smock because he had nothing to lose by not challenging the spot, which was stupid. But again, like, I think the problem with the Vrabel... Only thing. <laughs> I think the problem with Vrabel is he's incredibly stubborn. And I wonder if he's got coaches in the headset that are willing to tell him, Mike, don't do that. You know, when he's sitting there and saying to Craig Ackerman, the special teams coach, who, by the way, authored another special teams dandy yesterday with that horrid punt return. Um, But if he's saying in the headset, hey, let's run whatever they call that play. Let's run that. If there's not a coach who feels comfortable on the headset saying, whoa, Mike, like, let's not do that now. That's not very smart. And I'm going to guess probably not. I'm going to guess they probably look at it like, once Coach Vrabel says it, we're all going to do it. And I'm like, you know, there needs to be somebody on that headset that says, Mike, like, let's think about this before we do this. And again, to me, like, in life, you can always, it's like you can always try to find a reason to make up some reason to do what you want to do. Even when it's the wrong thing to do, you can come up with a reason for why you did it. Why'd you do that? Well, I had thought, uh, yeah, not, not really. And that's what Vrabel does with all of his trying to win stuff. I mean, by saying, hey, we're trying to win the game, are you insinuating that coaches that kick field goals and punt are trying to lose? Because a lot of coaches punt. A lot of coaches kick field goals. I mean, is kicking a field goal to go up seven trying to lose? I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) Well, all I know is I watched about 10 years of UB general manager of a team that always kicked field goals, always liked punting, had bad defenses. And by bad, I mean good. You can say that. And you would put that that. defense back out on the field. I have no idea how you can say that. I watched every game. I don't care what you watched. You're 11 years old. We don't, what do you know? You know nothing. You know nothing now. So what do you know at 11? I mean, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. Well, for someone who says they wouldn't have made that choice that Vrabel made yesterday, and uh, if they were to, up to oh, them. You think I agreed with every choice Jeff made? No, I didn't. But I've told you before, fourth down, anything can happen on fourth down. And I am not going to argue because there is not a coach on the planet, in, in the NFL, I should say, that goes in there and says, "You know what? I'm going to see if I can screw this up. You know, let's let's do let's do this. Why why would we do that? We haven't practiced. It doesn't matter. I think we can do it. No, those things just don't happen. Just don't happen." There is a reason and a logic behind every single thing it does. Does that mean they all work? Absolutely not. But let me say this. If the choice is being errands today and still griping about the inadvertent whistle or being Vrabel and taking it for the fake field goal, I'll take the fake field goal every time out. I know, but that's pure luck. I don't care what you call it. You know what? This is the NFL. Again, those things happen every single week. Every single week. And we see it time after time, game after game, and you can call it whatever you want to call it. I just know it happens. 
and I know it's there all the time. And I know when it's on your side, you drop to your knees and you thank the good Lord because you know next time around it's very likely not going to be on your side. Would you feel the same way today about Vrabel's reckless decision-making at the end of games if they hadn't blown the whistle, they had run it back for a touchdown, Tampa Bay wins, every fan and every caller we have would want to fire Vrabel. I don't see. What did I say? What did I say about this whole thing right from the beginning? Tell me what I said. You said that any time there's a chance he has to win, he's going to try to take it. No, about the play. You wouldn't have had the punter run it. And that's all you got out of that. You wouldn't have had the punter run it. You wouldn't have. You would have kicked the field goal. Okay. And there you go. I would have kicked the field goal, and I wouldn't have had the punter run it. Okay. Okay. All right. Other than that, you know what? Am I going to get on Vrabel because he did? No. No. Because I would have done it differently. No, I mean that's that's the way it works, and and that's the part you don't understand. But what but, if there was? But, but what if he starts that. going for it on fourth and twenty? You know, fourth and twenty in the second quarter, he goes for it. That like that's stupid, and we all know that that's stupid. We all know he wouldn't do it. But if he does, are we going to sit there and say, well, he had a reason for why they went for it on fourth and twenty, or are we going to look at it and say, okay, now hold up, now that was stupid? Because I that's what that's how I feel about this fake field goal. You don't. You just want it's 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 an easy target. You don't. Let me ask you a question. It's an you easy target. It cost almost cost him the game. You don't think that when he makes that call, what the potential problems are going to be if it doesn't work? You don't think he's thought that out? I question how much he thinks things out. Yes. You don't think he thought that out? Just yes or no answer. I think he thinks they're going to get it every time. Do you think he thought that out? He No, because he thinks they're going to get it. I believe so in Biden. We're going to get it. don't think he thought that out? There's no way he could have thought that out. Okay. That he thought Brett Kern, the punter, was going to be able to outrun Devin White. You think he thought that? That he thinks Brett Kern can run, outrun with a, a guy who literally was brought to tears by how fast he ran at the combine. I don't, I'm not responding. I'm not talking about this anymore. You can talk about it all you well, want. Well, you bang the table asking for responses I, from I me, and you, I give what you, you don't want to hear, and you get mad at me. You stupid like that. There's, tell me the part of the fake that says, okay, Brett, 5-2, you outrun the 4-4 linebacker. What do you think? They put they drew that up on the wall and said, okay, here's what we want to do. You take this angle because it'll take you about five seconds to get there. Meanwhile, this guided missile is going to come and try to break every rib you got. But I think it'll work. I mean, that's stupid. And that's, that's what it looked like yesterday. And, you, it was and that's what you saw of it. Because it was and stupid. that's the sad part. You saw that and think, oh, yeah, that was part of the plan. We expected that. We expected him to pop out of there and to just come running and nail our punter and almost kill him. That's what we tried to do. Jeez. What, did you expect him to be slow? Oh. Did you expect Devin White not to run? Like, what did you, oh, yeah, no, we'll get him. They'll all come in here and we'll not take the guy who was taken fourth overall in the draft because of how freaking athletic and fast he is. And we'll be fine. We'll be fine. No. 
I mean, that's the problem is it's like you don't think you ask me, you don't think Vrabel thought about the alternative of this. And I'm like, I don't know. Do you think that he thought of Devin White going out there and almost killing his best player? Well, no, of course he didn't think of that. Well, then he didn't think it through. And that goes back to why Vrabel cannot make decisions at the end of games because he's a liability. And it sucks if you're a Titan fan because you know you have to live with this. You know there's no, they're not going to fire Mike Vrabel because the guy can't coach at the end of a game. And yet you know if you're a fan, he's going to kill you one of these games with one of these decisions, and it's going to be just you're going to be beside yourself, and it's going to be inexplicable, and yet you see it coming because there's no change in this guy, which is the one thing today I think you and I agree on. That and John, who's starting to play really well. 615-737-1025. We'll get right to your phones next. 615-737-1025. Plus, have the fans turned on Vrabel's aggressiveness when they loved it last year? We'll discuss. Jared and the GM. Hey, Preds fan, Smashville Live returns Wednesday, hosted by Braden Golf from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville at 1003 Russell Street from 7 to 8. This week's guests are Predators players... Ryan Johansson and Colton Sissons. The first 50 people will have an opportunity to get an autograph or picture. Fans can register to win two tickets to an upcoming Predators home game. Smashville Live is brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Jared and the GM. It's ESPN 1025, the game. When you analyze after the game, you analyze the whole team, and you look at some of those decisions that you've made that have worked and that haven't worked, and you brought up yesterday how you hear questions on the ones that don't work and not the ones that do work. How much do you analyze yourself watching the film saying, okay, was this a good decision that wasn't executed right or should maybe I have thought the other way when going back and looking at yourself? Every single minute of the day. I mean, I think that it starts with me. It starts with how I lead this team, how the message that I have, the keys that I think are critical uh, to win. It starts with me and how I can get this team to, to operate and function and understand how we have to be great and, and, and critical situations because the games are going to be close. I think that's, that's where the majority of the games in this league are. Um, the decisions that we make on the calls that we make, the calls and decisions that I make, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, it's probably not much fun. God bless her heart. But, I mean, you go home and it's like that's all we do. You know, that's all I do. Think about it, analyze it, try to get better, and then come back the next week. That was Mike Grable today. Hey, you know, that's all I do is I think about it, try it, try to be better the next week. And you know what? Like, let's just say that they didn't blow the whistle. The Titans lose. Kern gets crushed. And Tampa Bay takes it, runs into the end zone, and the Titans lose. I mean, there's nobody that's going to be thinking more about that decision that he made than Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Problem is, is it doesn't do you a lot of good after the fact. Um, and that's just, you know, where we are. I promise right to the phones, so right to the phones we go. 615-737-1025, unless you have a thought. To the phones. I thought you might actually have a thought this time. Willie is up next on Mike Vrabel. Thank you for calling. What's up, Willie? Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Love the show, as usual. But I, I about ran off the road when I heard a uh, voice that you don't know anything today. <laughs> How do you, why do you think you knew anything when you were 11? That's all I got. Just love the show and the banner. Thanks. Thanks, Willie. I will say this. I mean, like we were talking, Ian and I were talking about this the other day, the go to the try to win factor of this. Like what if the Predators get an offensive zone face off in a tie game in the third period and Peter decides, you know what, let's pull the goalie. 
We would go bananas because that would be so dumb and nobody does it. But some guru out there will tell you, hey, get the extra attacker, win the face off, have a shot at putting in that last goal. But you would never do that. And that's where I feel like the Brett Kern running a fake lies in terms of the common sense element of this. Andrew is up next. What's up, Andrew? Hello? Andrew, you're on the air. Go. Hey, what's going on, Jared and the GM? How y'all doing? Good. Go. Hey, man, just wanted to say um, I love the show. And uh, as far as Brable's decision, man, I, I, I love what he's doing with the Titans and Tannehill being in, but that has got to be the biggest bonehead decision. There was no point at all. I'm going to hang up. I know y'all that the uh, – Why, why did – I mean, there was it. a point to it. I mean, it I, was – and this is – thank you for the call. And this is what gets me, right, is like if you're going to go for it, should you have just left the offense out on the field? It's one of the options. Don't you think it's a better option than having Brett Kern try to run to the sideline and pick up 10 yards or whatever it was? Because it was fourth and two, snap it eight yards. He's got to run 10 yards. Would it have just been smarter to run an offensive play? Right. But if he had run it and they just stuffed it, then, you know, he'd have been criticized that way. Well, he would have been criticized for not kicking the field goal. He would not have been criticized for not running a fake with Brett Kern. No. Been a different criticism, but I understand. I mean, I just don't like the idea that we can't criticize the coach for making a decision that just because it's like – to me, this is like the football people versus the fans who watch the games. And it's very easy, in my opinion, for football people to always say, you don't understand because you've never sat in this chair, so you don't know. And I'm saying to you, because what that is, is it's the football guy way of saying, you only don't like it because it didn't work. If it did work, you would like it. And I'm telling you, before the play, I was screaming, and you can look at my Twitter, I was screaming, don't do it, kick the field goal. So it's not, it's not second-guessing. It's not that. It's that just learn from how, you know, but every football person will say, hey, you're not – I saw Joe Rexford wrote in his column, Mike Malarkey said the only people that should be allowed to comment on football are people that played football. I don't – I never remember Mike saying that. If he said that, that's maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I like Mike Malarkey. But, I mean, I don't understand why we can't look at a coach's decision and fairly criticize it if it is – even if it works, we should be able to criticize well, it. No, you, I don't think anybody has a problem with criticizing Everybody expects you to criticize it. But the ch- it needs to end there. I mean, you don't need to, you know, get carried away with it. I mean, it's, and you can, and and you know what? You act like the coach isn't worried about losing a game. You know, in spite of what you think losing a game does to you, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't even register as to what it does to him. Do you ever lost a game doing something as risky yeah, as that? Everybody loses games doing that stuff. Everybody. And you win games doing that stuff. I mean, it's nobody has all the answers. Well, but yeah, but there are some answers that are just, you know, not answers. Well, it's worse when you have people that think they have the answers when they really don't. And that's the frustrating part. I'd have kicked the field goal and I probably would have won. Keith is up next. Go ahead, Keith. Hey, guys. uh, You know, hindsight's 20-20. 
you know, whatever decision he makes, if it doesn't work, he's going to get criticized for it. My problem is, is I think we've got a pretty good football team. And can we have one game where it's just sound, fundamental football with all, without all this flash and dash, especially with our all-pro punter? I'll hang up <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you have one of those games. It's called Cleveland. I mean, the Cleveland game was essentially flawless in terms of decision-making, quarterback play from Mariota. You know, like the Cleveland game, you played a good game, no controversy, walked out of there, felt good about the offense, good about the defense, even the special teams you didn't feel bad about. That's the one game this year that you walk out of and you feel legitimately good about. And the score was? Like 40-17 to 17 or something okay. like that. Pretty easy to feel good about that one. Boy, Cleveland has fallen off a cliff, by the way. I mean, they, even though the game wasn't completely out of hand yesterday against the Patriots, I never felt like they were going to get themselves back in that game. I never thought Cleveland had a prayer midway through that game. Edward on the Titans, thank you for calling. What's up, Edward? Hey, just kind of kind of piggyback on that last caller, and I'm sorry if you've already covered this, but I mean, does it does it make sense to take who's arguably the best punter in the NFL and put him in a situation where it's more likely that he get injured than doing what he does on the regular? That's the part of it that does not make sense to me. Thank you for the call. For some reason, maybe it's because I've never coached. I I don't think that the risking Brett Kern thing is as big of a deal as everybody's making it out to be. Now, if Kern gets hurt, you are screwed. But I guess I just don't feel like like when they practice that play, I, I, I don't think they're trying to get Kern killed. You know, it's not like they're running Kern up into the middle right into Indomitian Sue and Vita Vea and saying, take him on, Brett. I think it's just an accident that happens because of this, and maybe it should have been factored in by Vrabel, but I don't know. You've coached fakes before, so what did you think of that? I, I think they they it's probably drawn up, if I was guessing. It's probably drawn up where he's supposed to run like four yards and stop and turn around <laughs> and wait wait for the rush to approach him just to see if he can handle those guys. <laughs> That's and take them on and see, you know, how you fare. And if you survive that, then we won't run anymore. But if you don't, no. I mean, what? Uh. Well, what do you think they try to do to keep Kern from getting hurt? Because, I mean, you can't, ri- I mean, you can't risk Brett Kern out there to get hurt like that. But I have to feel like they thought Kern was going to get out of bounds or something like that. I would say that's probably right. He was running for the sidelines. Run for the sidelines, get out of bounds. Do you think there was a pass option in there? No. So they knew when they called that there is a chance that if they catch Brett Kern, they're going to kill him. Brett Kern was not supposed to get touched. Brett Kern was supposed to get the first down and get out of bounds and not be touched. That's what they wanted to have happen. And they pull. You saw Taylor pull. You saw the tight end pull. Both of those guys were out there. They both blocked somebody. So, I mean, did it? was it executed properly? I have no idea. But believe me, nobody had anticipated or wanted Brett Kern to get killed. I can assure you of that. The Titans have re-signed Matt Dickerson, the defensive lineman, who they just absolutely adore and never play. 
and they've waived Kareem Orr. So there is that. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. Get ready for the controversy that is going to come from this game because I'm starting to see it. We'll get to that next, plus your phone's on this. Jared and the GM, TSPN 1025, the game show us why you are the biggest Bama fan for your chance to win a cabin on the Crimson Tide Cruise February 10th through the 15th. I'll get to that later, tell you more about that coming up. T.J. Anderson Holmes, let me tell you about my buddy T.J. Anderson. That's right. T.J. Anderson, I actually talked to T.J. today. We're talking about different things. If you're a first-time homebuyer, TJ will lay out the entire process for you. Maybe it's been a while since you bought a home or sold a home. TJ has a great team that will take great care of you, including TJ himself. That's why I love TJ Anderson Homes, and I love telling you about TJ Anderson Homes. TJ Anderson Homes is online at tjandersonhomes.com. They have thousands of people every single day listing their homes with tjandersonhomes.com so you need to list with TJ as well as thousands of people are looking at those listings. I absolutely love TJ. I love everything that he's done for me, and I love everything that he'll do for you. That's TJ Anderson, online at tjandersonhomes.com. Your road to real estate starts with TJ Anderson. Not some, you know, conglomerate. Not no, Nope, it's TJ Anderson Homes. tjandersonhomes.com, part of Benchmark Realty. Jared and the GM at ESPN 1025, the game. Not to beat a dead horse, but uh, an inadvertent whistle. If, if, if we have this last three minutes and some change with a three-point lead and win the game, I think everybody is writing different stories, talking different things. So it was more than just a play. And, uh, you know, everybody except one guy saw the ball out and blew a quick whistle. And uh, my biggest thing is, you know, referees aren't held accountable. Coaches get fired, general managers get fired, players get cut. Referees aren't accountable, and and it's a shame. It's uh, it's been that way for forty years, and now that we got a new agreement, it'll be that way for forty more years. So, what do you think? Bruce Arians not happy today, and nobody in that position to be happy. So, I know, but you I... you say that if you're in the business, you understand when it happens against you and for you and all of that. And here's Bruce throwing up fit about it he's been in the business as long as you have and i've been on that side and threw a fit about it did it make any difference absolutely not still lost now all across the country today the inadvertent whistle will be brought up as a big deal Uh, it's yeah and if it were a cowboy game or it were a packer game or it were a primetime game it would be the number one topic in america today yeah i don't i don't know but it's every time it happens, it's the same result. The guy that gets the loses is up in arms and it's got to change, and the refs are this and that, and the and the team that wins is kind of like, hey, you know, we like it, we're okay. <laughs> it's the way it works. What if the Titans had lost off of that fumble? I I just keep thinking that in my head. What today would have been like on the radio? If they had lost, if they had not blown that fumble dead, Tampa had taken that ball into the end zone and the Titans had lost, what today on the radio would have been like. I mean, it would the venom would have been through the roof. I may be defending Vrabel if that were the case. Oh, that that's not true. No, I, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I, lo- I, 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 lost, I went bananas 
on that play. To your phones. First, though, show us why you're the biggest Bama fan for your chance to win a cabin on the Crimson Tide Cruise February 10th through the 15th. The second annual Crimson Tide Cruise will sail from New Orleans to Cozumel, Yucatan, Mexico, on the border of the Carnival Valor. On board the Carnival Valor. It's a national championship-worthy vacation with your favorite Alabama sports legends. Send us a picture by Twitter using the hashtag BamaCruise or upload a pic at thegamenational.com. Book your cruise at crimsontidecruise.com and get $150 off with promo code GAME. So there you go for that. To the phones we go. Let's go to Chris, who's on Mike Vrabel. Thank you for calling. What's up, Chris? Back at it again, gentlemen. Good evening. Titans of Truth. Hey, tell me the truth. On the Titans and Truth Factor about Mike Vrabel yesterday. All right. Here's the truth. Jared, I'm with you once again. That was the dumbest call he has made yet. And here is why. On fourth down, I would have rather he went for it the first time. When he tried to um he tried to make him jump off sides. I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm sitting there in the same thinking, run the play. It's not working, just run a play. Or if he calls the timeout, you put your offense back out there to take the fourth down. If it doesn't work, I can live with that because your offense is trying to get it instead of a fake field goal where you obviously should take the point. Now, where I disagree with you, Jared, on Tannehill wasn't exactly great, but he did good enough to get us the win, and that's that's the most important thing. We got the W. And lastly, I will say this. Mr. Floyd, got love for you always, but I dream of the day where there is one time that you will say to us all that you disagree with something that Mike Vrabel did. That would be great. And I got two questions, and I'll, I'll listen to it off there. Does Vrabel depend too much on his defense? And number two, you know, with the officiating, Tampa Bay has a legit case because I think we will all be doing a firestorm if that – if that play stood and um, and they scored. Couldn't Arians have challenged that? And I'll listen to it off the air. Thank you for the call. So the ch- somebody had just asked me that about why didn't Tampa Bay challenge it if it was a bad call. Because the, since the whistle was blown, they can give possession on something like that, but they can't give progress. So once the whistle's blown, you can't run the ball into the end zone for a touchdown. But Tampa already got possession off of the missed field goal or off of the fake field goal on fourth down, so there would have been no need to challenge it in order to get the ball. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't. Have, it's unchallengeable anyway. You know, you can't challenge inadvertent whistle. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, had had it been second down and they fumbled it and blown the whistle, and Tampa had the clear recovery, then that could be challenged. It, it, and if and if the ref would have blown the whistle, no, there is no challenge. If I, an inadvertent whistle ends the play, no matter what. Although I feel like they 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 changed that rule so that if there's a clear re- recovery, if they did, they just changed it. I want to say they changed it like three or four years ago. Uh, I don't think so. Inadvertent whistle, there is no nothing you can do about it. It's it's finished. The it finishes the play. Let's go to Gene Steratore in New York. Gene, what do we think about? No, we don't have a Gene. Maybe we need to get a Gene. You know what I do wonder? Like, these NFL teams, why don't they just buy these refs? Like, why don't they just get these guys, say, What's, what are the refs paying you to be the ref? Oh, I'm getting two hundred grand a year. Here's four hundred grand. Be our rules analyst. 
and you watch the replays and you tell the coach when to challenge and when not to challenge. Like, why don't the teams do that? Some teams do. I would 100% do that. I just wouldn't hire Jerome Boger or Cleet Blakeman. And Bill Vinovich is starting to get on me a little bit. Let's go back to your phones. Anthony's up next. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, guys, I wanted to ask, uh, I don't know, um, in football, is is there a possibility that Vrabel was just trying to shake things up? Uh, I can tell him I used to be in in baseball, professional uh, umpire in baseball. Sometimes a manager will come out and get tossed, and he'll tell you, you got to toss. My my team is playing like crap. Is there something that could there is there a possibility of anybody taking that into consideration? He's just trying to to shake the team up a little bit. And I would also like to know, Floyd, is there a is there accountability in the NFL for for uh, for for referees? The process. I mean, in, in baseball, you're evaluated. You don't move up to the major leagues if you don't get a good evaluation. When you're in the major leagues, you don't get post. You don't get the postseason. And I know that in the SEC, each crew is evaluated each week. What are the repercussions when, when, when referees or whatever do poorly in the NFL? What is their accountability? Thank I'll you. hang up and listen. Yeah, there, the accountability has actually increased. It used to be just like I get. It sounds like it was in baseball, which is if you don't, if you if you're graded down, your grades don't, you know, aren't what they should be then you don't get playoff games you know you don't get to you don't get to go on now it's gotten to the point where they'll they'll fire guys and so that's probably as as good as it gets and and it's uh, now you have to be it has to be you know obvious and and extensive i mean it's not going to be like whoever blew the whistle on this place not if that's all he's done it's not going to get fired over that but you know if it were to happen four times this year or five times then then it, then I think he would be in in serious trouble, um, but I mean that's you know that doesn't happen a great deal. It does happen, just not a bunch. More of your phones, but coming up next, Floyd's three things: three up, three down, three things Floyd liked from yesterday, three things Floyd did not like from yesterday. Plus, what did Floyd think of Arthur Smith's game plan? We'll get into that and much more. Jared and the GM. It's a Titans Monday on ESPN 1025, the game.